a new season dawns. New stars will rise. New teams will captivate. New stadiums will rock. New challenges will emerge. New battles will be fought in the name of glory, in the name of honor, in the name of football. The game we love, the game we live for. Every challenge, every cheer, every minute, every second. The best game. Our game. We are FIFA 14. The new season awaits. Hey everybody, welcome to this Xbox Life episode number 260, titled At Your Own Risk. This is the show where we talk about the Xbox, uh, all forms of the Xbox, of course, and um, anything pretty much else that we want to talk about, whether it's Xbox-related or not. I am one of your fine hosts today. My name is Rob, also known as Presar, on Xbox Live. Hey, Presar! And with that whiny, nasally voice just now... (laughs) I've got my good buddy in the Southwest campus. Yes. I had to throw that in. In the Southwest Southwest campus. <laughs> got my good buddy, Mark. Hi, hey, hey, what's up, what's up? What up, what up? And then, hey, I also got to throw in this show. is recorded on Sunday, September 22nd, 2013. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so yes, yes, yes. Uh, another exciting show. I, I don't know why, but 260 seems like a big number. It is, though. Well, yeah, compared to so, one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's uh, a, a couple episodes into the show, into the series, I guess. So before we get on with the show, is there anything you want to mention? Uh, there are a couple of little news items or tidbits of uh, random stuff. Be sure to look at our website, thisxboxlife.com. And if you are playing, I, I, I don't know if you heard about it, Rob. I think we talked about it last week. There's this game kind of came out of nowhere. I think you know a couple people are playing. I've seen a couple people playing it on my friends list. Oh, it's, you mean Candy Crush Saga? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, the other game that came out last week, it was called GTA V or... Or five, I think that's what. Yeah, GTA Five, Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, we have an official TXL crew up at the socialclub.rockstargames.com, and Rob, we currently have fifty-seven hoodlums in our crew. Wow! This is the biggest clan that I have ever seen us have in any game. I mean, we're up to fifty-seven, and the online hasn't even gone on yet. The, the online part, I think, comes up October 1st. They'll put the online, uh, the GTA Online, they'll, that'll go live for everybody. But we currently have 57 people in our clan. Wow. So it's pretty sweet. That's pretty awesome. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited for the online stuff to start because we just got so many people playing this game. And I think it's going to be kind of fun to get in with community members. I mean, with that many people... You're going to be able to get on and always find someone from the crew playing, you know. <laughs> like, so you're going to always probably be able to roll with fellow crewmen from uh, this Xbox Live. But if you would like to join the growing crew, um, go to socialclub.rockstargames.com. You'll have to have a free account, so register yourself there if you're not already registered, and then go into the cruise and look for this XBX Life. 
there's no O in Xbox because for some reason Xbox is a banned word on the social club page for some reason. So nice. it's this XBX Life. So it's this Xbox Live. Take the O, uh, the o out of it, um, and just actually. Uh, so it's like exhibits. Yeah, and we're still TXBL as our crew tag. So because I think he had that four, so I think he's got it as TXBL. This Xbox Live. So, but join the growing crew out there. That's awesome. It's so. a huge group. Yeah, I was like, I was shocked when I looked at it today. I was like, fifty-seven. <laughs> I mean, I've yeah. been watching it grow, but I was like, "Wow, that's 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 amazing!" So, but um, I think you have a real important announcement too that everybody needs to pay attention to. This one, you betcha, you betcha. Okay, so the other day I posted a message up on the uh, Facebook group and also on our website where there's been some changes to the feeds. Uh, basically, uh, these are the feeds for the podcast. And a couple of other changes real quick. So the first and foremost, the most important one is that there's been a feed change that uh, has been in place now for a little bit over a day. And I've redirected the podcast feed back to our website. So if you want to make sure that you're going to be getting the next episode, you can just double check uh, your uh, podcast program or whatever. It should have automatically switched. Uh, to uh, this xboxlife.com if you're still pointing to feedburner uh, you're still on the old feed and for some reason your software is not switching again this should be automatic most modern programs should switch automatically but hey you never know with so many different softwares out there and, and hardware uh, you, you never know who implements uh, what features so we're going to be switching away from feedburner and you should see uh, uh, pointing to our main site. Another thing, too, uh, that we've made a change to is that when we post the uh, podcast, like a, there's a new release that's out there up on Facebook and who knows where else on the website, you can actually listen to it uh, through that link. So you can go to our website, you can go to any of our uh, uh, posts for any of our podcasts going back all the way to episode one and you can hit play right there and you can listen to it you can listen to it uh, at home at work not saying that you should but you can listen you, to it at work you should listen to us at work <laughs> what do you want to do listen to us or your boss i mean come on hey hey you know we got to be responsible and you know we can't promote bad behavior because you look at it this way if people lose their jobs they won't be able to bef you know to afford uh, Xbox Live or, or more games or anything like that so we if they lose their job they'll have more time at home to play video games come on you're like that little like evil <laughs> devil on the shoulder and i'm like like the good angel my name is Mark and i'm 12 <laughs> years old <laughs> Yeah. Aren't we all just a bunch of twelve-year-olds? Isn't that what everybody says? Something like that. You know, it's I, funny I think... how twelve is the bad age. You know, if you meet somebody bad online, oh, I had to play with this twelve-year-old. Why? Maybe they could be thirteen or eleven. I, Why? What I makes can't... them twelve? <laughs> when, when somebody said something like that to me, usually it's been a lot less than twelve. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't mind twelve so much. Or it's better. It's because I'm a 12-year-old. I'm like, hey, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's an improvement over the last guy, yep. what he said. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, going back to what I was saying, uh, all the changes have been made already. Uh, you should have been redirected. Uh, if not, 
then uh, this episode that you're listening to right now, episode 260, is still going to be uh, posted using the old system. And um, if your software doesn't switch uh, for the release of the next show, 261 next weekend, uh, you will not get 261. You'll get a recording with my uh, harmonious, melodious voice basically telling you that your software hasn't switched and you need to do it manually. So if you switch your feed, if you need to switch your feed, you'll find a link on our website. Just go to our website, thisxboxlife.com, and you'll find the link there uh, to switch. And um, So they should be pointing to thisxboxlife.com instead of feeds, yes, right? correct. Okay, well, I'm looking at my Zune because that's where I had it, and it actually – so if you're using the Zune software, a couple of you still are hanging on like me. Um, it looks like the Zune actually did update, which surprises me since Microsoft doesn't support this anymore. Fantastic. But uh, I'm looking at the – it's pointing not to FeedBurner anymore. So, uh, And iTunes are – now, the iTunes people won't be affected at all, correct? iTunes is pretty good. Actually, I believe this method for redirecting was, uh, I guess, instituted by Apple originally. So uh, their software should work. The only people that I think really might have a problem is people that are just using some old MP3 players or pod, you know, something really old, more than a couple of years old. They might have issues. Everybody new should be okay. Okay. But uh, if you get that message that says that you need to switch, uh, it should be pretty easy. Just, you know, resubscribe to the new feed. And again, all 200, well, as of this one, all 260 episodes are going to be available now in the new system. Uh, especially to play online, which is awesome. Because before you had to download. You, know, you had to download the episode and listen to it separately. Now you can click on a little play button and listen to it in a browser. You can still download it. And, of course, you can still do the old MP3 um, or whatever through the podcast. Oh, and that's another thing. Everything will be switching to MP3 from now on, uh, which yeah. most people, <laughs> it won't affect them at all anyway since everybody can play MP3s. Yay. So uh, I'm very excited for this thing. I spent uh, a lot of time on this, and uh, it's it's nice to see it finally coming together. And I'm very happy to see, Mark, that <laughs> that your software switched. <laughs> Yay. I'm trying to pull up iTunes right now, but they just updated this thing, and oh. it, it, like, imported a whole bunch. Like, it imported all my Zune podcasts. Because I use the Zoom player, so all of a sudden it's yeah. got everything else in here. I'm not sure what's on here, so I'm I got to figure this one out. Uh, I wanted to see if okay, the podcast URL. Let me see if I can get that because it says copy it, but it's not updated. Um, let me copy this and paste it into Notepad and see and, what it says. And also, and it is, one thing it is too. pointing to the, this Xbox Live, so we should be good. Awesome. And one thing to keep in mind when you check or if you do check, is that uh, the software needs to do a feed update in order to get that new address. So if you don't have your software doing feed updates regularly, like my software does it daily at 6 in the morning. So if you have not done an update since last week, then you probably will still show the old address. If you do an update, it should switch. Just a small little tidbit there. Cool. So uh, uh, that's it. 
So what is this with all these changes? What does it bring anything new outside of being able to listen to it, the show on the website? Does it bring anything new to the listeners? Or I mean, we're not altering the content, or no, you know, you're not going to see any fancy pictures or anything. No, there's, there's going to be uh, a couple of things. First off, um, there's going to be a couple of ways to get the media instead of just one, which we had before, which is you just download it. So now we've got the alternate players, uh, you know, like like you had said. Uh, it's going to be easier for us to produce, and then we can also do better descriptions in the in the show notes. As before, we kind of did everything with like one sentence, and now. Uh, you know, we can do little paragraphs. We can do novels if we want. That's the main stuff. So we're, we're just modernizing it a little bit. We did things kind of the same way for about the past six years, and now we're <laughs> we're, we're taking the automatic approach. All righty. Yep. Okay. So all right, let's uh, let's get on with the show then, right? The important thing to remember is if you lose the show, blame Rob. It's his fault. <laughs> That's all that yeah. you need to know. <laughs> Don't blame your crappy software. <laughs> blame Rob. <laughs> or your old device. <laughs> blame me. Exactly. <laughs> so, well, their old stuff worked until you tinkered with it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so. That's right. All righty. So, so what have like, you been playing, man? Um, you know what? I played. I tried the Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, I do have that sitting here. I played it for about two hours, and then uh, that was it. I went back to Saints Row 4. Um, my, and I really, and I'm not going to go into it much, because all I'm going to do is make everybody mad and hate me. i got to give it some more time. I'm not a GTA fan. I had GTA 4 here and never finished it because I got stuck. But it was one of those I always wanted to finish because I was kind of liking the story. Uh, so far with GTA 5, I just... I just did my first character jump. I mean, I'm right new into it. So I was playing as Franklin. I think it was Franklin. And I just jumped into some other dude. So now I'm some other guy who I tried to repo his car, his son's car. <laughs> so when that happened, I ended up switching over to him. I can't remember his name. but uh, So sorry, I don't have hardly any time in this game at all. Uh, but it is GTA. I mean, it's it's the same. It's like to me, it's like the same game as the other one. Only it looks really fantastic. Um, I so I'm, I'm, but I I couldn't put any time into it because I started playing Saints Row Four right before this GTA Five arrived. Dude, I got so hooked on Saints Row Four. Um, it, it is. I was told it's like Crackdown. It's very much like Crackdown. You got to go and get orbs. You get superpowers. And that's a really good way to say it. If you liked Crackdown, there's a good chance you're going to like Saints Row 4. I was hooked, man. I was in love with this game until I got about halfway through the game, and it's a long one. And then I got tired of it because it was like the same thing over and over and over. And it was just so very repetitive. But it's still so very fun at the same time. But I was I was just getting kind of drained on it because I was just playing so much of it. And it's just like, you know, okay, talk to this person. Go to the ship. Talk to the person. Get the mission. Go back into the simulation. Uh, you do 
oh, you're, you're going to upload a virus or you're going to go do this, or you're going to do that. You're doing like the same missions and then you complete it, you go back to the ship, you talk to them, you turn it in, go talk to someone else, they send you back in the simulation to do the same thing. And it's just, it was just this over and over and over and I'm just like, oh my goodness. And it took me like uh, 28 hours to complete the campaign. And I was having a great time till about 15 hours in. So, dude, that last 13 was killing me. I'm just like, oh, wow, I just wow. want it to be over. But because I, but the thing is, is I was, I had a really great time. Um, I really enjoyed the game. It's just, I felt like they added in a bunch of repeat, just do the same thing over and over, just to kind of stretch it out. Um, and it really, I just think it really didn't need that. But it was fun. I did have a good time overall. I still have it. I'm kind of debating. I've got three achievements left in the game to have all 1,000. And I'm debating two of them are just one of them's playing as a guy and a, a male and a female for two hours. So I'd have to change my character um, for two hours and play. Not a big deal. The other one is play 40 hours in the simulation. And I've got like... 28 hours of game time total. So that means I got at least 12 more hours at least of playing to even hit that one. And I'm like, I just don't know if I can do that. And then the last one is getting all, completing all challenges, which some of them are going to be really tough for me to probably do. But if I go for that, I probably could get the, I could probably burn the next 12 hours real easy just trying to complete, get all the golds and all the challenges. So, um, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to go after that or not because I feel like I'm really burned out. I've played so much of it that I think I'm burned out, and I really don't want to go back and repeat some stuff just to try to improve on these challenges. But I don't know. It's like having three achievements hanging there that you know you probably could get if you just would put the time in. Yeah. It's like – and I'm not – you know, like I said, I'm not that achievement – I'm not an achievement hound, but – there's that. It's just like that dangling fruit, you know. You could have this one Cade. It's kind of like I kind of want to do it because it probably is attainable. You know, two I could easily get. It's just I could just turn the Xbox on and let it sit here, you know, for 12 hours and not even do anything. Just update, you right. know, tap the controller every few minutes, um, or go buy a corded, you know, go buy a cheap corded Xbox controller and just leave it on overnight, and I'm good to go. It's just that, but then I'd then get down, if I did those two, then I'm down to that last one. One achievement, which probably can be doable, but it's going to require me to play stuff that I'm going to have to work at to get gold medals on every time. And uh, I, I just don't know if I want to dive into that and then get frustrated because, you know, you get so close, you got one I just can't nail. And, you know, how much more time do I want to put into this game? I don't know. So I'm, I'm on the I'm on the fence right now on what to do, but I, it was a fun game. If you like Crackdown, I'd say give it a try. Um, there's a lot of things that you know. As I was playing it, I was like, "Wow, this even looks the same." Or this is there's a lot of things about it that are like I feel like they ripped right from Crackdown too. Um, but uh, it was fun, and it's it's not a hard game. You can get all the achievements. It's just it's time consuming. And right now, that might be hard for people with GTA 5 is going to consume them probably for the rest of this console generation. But um, so, but I played both of those this week, so that's kind of okay. where I'm at. How about you? I got nothing this week. 
too much God. work, too much website stuff. I have not played anything, any kind of game, unfortunately. You, you played the TXL.com game. That's what you did. The MP3 work, feed work, game. <laughs> work, working, working hard. Oh, man, that was, that was actually brutal to get all that, especially all those old episodes, because we lost our website about, was it episode 201? I think. Is that when we switched? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. So right after episode 201, we lost our website. It really got put into bad shape, and I know Brent spent an incredible amount of time trying to sort things through, as did I. So we scrapped the entire site, and we started fresh. So we actually lost 201 episodes worth of information on our website. So I wound up putting all that back in (laughs) for all the episodes. And, uh, yeah, it was interesting. I learned a lot about, like, directly putting stuff into SQL and, oh, it was something. Did you learn about doing a backup? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was my I sure did. Why are we not backing up? <laughs> backing well, up. we're, we're, we're I, sort I, of backing up, but I, I've got something actually I'm going to implement this week, yeah. which uh, is uh, going to be very important. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah makes our life easier so oh for sure for sure so uh well, you ready job. to get on with the topics oh good thanks job, man. my friend good job that's thank you thank you i did look and i noticed that i was like when i went into a story or even on was it even on the main page whoops i went into your read this but i was like listen to the show i was like when does play button show up so I hit it and it starts playing the episode. I was like, hey, that's cool. Rob's actually doing some work over there. I know. About time, right? Nah, well, I know you got it covered. So, that's right. So yeah, cool. just to reiterate that, you can go and listen to any show, like going all the way back to episode one. On August 2008. Uh, yeah, that's right. You even got the, uh, you even, I noticed you even got the descriptions of the show. Now, like all the images are the default, but even yeah. the, uh, I mean, so that's the thing, I mean, if you really wanted to impress me, you would have had all the images restored back from the originals. But well, that we didn't have. Whatever. That all got lost. <laughs> and and I noticed that I think what the reason you did this was to get your post count up on the site because all those two hundred plus episodes, <laughs> all those stories are by Presar. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so now you can come back and go. Obviously, you're not very uh, you're not very busy on a the website there, Mark. Uh, I my post well, counts higher than yours. Well, actually, it shouldn't matter anyway because I do this stuff on the website anyway. <laughs> you, you do all of the audio, and I do all the posting yep. on the website. So it's it's got my name for the last like twenty episodes. Anyway. Yeah, I'm never on there anyway since we moved to the Facebook. That's where I that's where I do my community stuff. Oh yeah. So, but did good job. It, it, I like it. I thought that was pretty cool. So, mm, nice job, and I'm I'm glad to see all the all the episodes there. That's a tremendous job. So, kudos, my friend. Thanks, buddy. So, and now we just need to figure out if we're going to do anything with the original uh, 90 episodes. Well, mm. we had the, a link on the old site that had yeah. the you could go to it. We should be able to do that on the new one. Yeah, we can do something with them. So we had them there. Yep. And everybody's going, what do you mean 90 original episodes? That's right. Episode one of this Xbox Life really isn't our first episode podcasting. So we go well, at back, least not yours. We go back, uh, well, yeah, Brian and Kyle, uh, which most people, I don't know, a lot of our new people probably are like, who's Kyle? Um, Mr. Moronic Cow from the Achievement Hounds um, 
So Kyle and myself, we started Xbox Podcast, what's that, eight years ago now, is it? Has it been that long? I think it's been eight years. We did that for, what, would you say about 90 episodes, roughly? And then we, we kind of landed yeah, the ship and uh, due to due to issues with the holder of the show property, so we all kind of bailed. And Brun, Brun left us shortly before the rest of us kind of bailed on us, and then uh, he kind of put up this blog, and I quit, and I said, come on, Brun, I'm taking over. Let's do a podcast again, so... <laughs> So he got back on board, and all four of us were doing it for a while, and then and Kyle kind of went over and did Achievement Hounds and dedicated over there now with that crew. So so if you if you like this Xbox Life and you have not heard of the Achievement Hounds, be sure to check out the Achievement Hounds podcast. They are part of the TXL family, even though they we, we split off. They have their own website. They control all their own stuff now. They're their own entity, but... We're, we still like to consider ourselves family with those guys over there. So they spawned that actually that show spawned from us. So, but uh, we're still one happy family. So be sure to show them some love too. They do a great show over there every week. Absolutely. Yeah. They uh, what what do they got now? Hundred twenty some shows. No, I, it's more than that. I think they're they were for a while they were just one hundred behind us exactly. Yeah. But I think they're roughly about a hundred behind. Um, let me pull up my. Pull up my thing here and check it out. Yeah, I'm kind of curious now too. They are at 158, so that was recorded yeah. last week. So yeah, they're 100 and 101. 102, yeah, 101, So yeah, and they're long shows. So if you like to hear some long shows, that's the podcast to have. Oh, we yeah, have four, five, six hours. Well, they I think they average. I would say they average about three hours. Yeah. Yeah, there's one that's four and a half. I'm looking at their times. Yeah. Uh, I, they've had some long ones. There's a four and a, there's four hours and fifteen minutes. Four hours. There's a yeah another four and a half. I think they had one that went like <coughs> hit five hours or something. Yeah, was there was. Crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, those guys are. I don't know how they can do it. Those guys are. They're beasts over there, man. They they love what they do and they do a great job. So. Yeah, those are the shows that if you listen to podcasts at work, you can basically start it in the beginning of your work day and then wrap it up uh, towards like when you're getting ready to go home. <laughs> yep. So if we get a long commute, they'll, they'll get you through that commute for sure. <laughs> That'd be a vacation commute. Yeah, there you go. So, but anyways, yes, thanks, Rob. <clears throat> no, no problem. Why don't we jump into our topics? Okay, uh, first thing that we've got is uh, a little bit of information from Gamefly. They've launched a, ditto, a, a digital store. So they have a digital storefront that you can access from their website, and you can buy uh, a whole bunch of games uh, digitally. And these are uh, currently Mac and PC uh, related here, and uh, they re- looks like they require the Steam client. But there's some incredible sales on there. Like you can buy, you can get Bioshock Infinite for. Thirteen fifty nine, Borderlands two for nine bucks, uh, just fantastic deal. So you might want to check it out. So they're using Steam. Looks like it. That's that's interesting because GameFly didn't they purchase one of these online? Wasn't it di- Download Direct or something like that? Not sure. They I thought they bought a company recently that was doing that. And I thought they were going to rebuild, like build their own platform. So I'm surprised that they're going to somehow tap into Steam. This is probably the easy thing to do. 
instead of, or maybe their stuff didn't work out. So I wonder, my big question is, can you download, are they going to be allowing for digital um, Xbox One games and PlayStation 4 games? I wonder if we'll be able to download digital copies from them. You never know. That would be sweet. See, I wish, you know, we got the new consoles are coming, and they're talking about going digital. It's like, I want to go digital, but I've got I've got three retail versions or three games, you know, pre-ordered for retail. I would really like to cancel them and just know that I can order them digitally and just download them when I get home. I mean, I'd be fine even if I couldn't play something for a while because Peggle 2 is pretty much going to be the first thing I grab. You know, that won't take <laughs> yeah. long to download. And then all the others can download while I'm playing Peggle 2. Yeah! Exactly. You know, so, but I would love to just, you know, download Forza and Call of Duty and uh, Watch Dogs digitally, you know. that That's what I hope. So that, that was, I think that's kind of the cool thing with Gamefly being that there's such a big console. They got a lot of stuff in the console realm for them to be able to say, okay, we're going to be able to digitally sell you a game. But, I mean, wouldn't that directly compete with the Microsoft Store? They got to have competition. I mean, Amazon, I'm expecting no, they Amazon don't gotta. and game, well, GameStop and Amazon and Walmart and your Targets and your Best Buys and your Gameflies, any digital people. I mean, they still should be allowing you to buy, you know, because all it is really going to be is they're going to sell you as a code. Here's a code. Put the code in on your Xbox One and says, yep, it, this authorizes you to download the this full retail yeah. game. I mean, because that's kind of a gray era because there were codes that you could get uh, inside those little cardboard, I don't know, tear open things originally. Right. They were for basic games, right? Like uh, they had some arcade titles and I forget what else. I know I got a couple of, of them with my uh, arcade unit. Okay. So in the past, they have done that kind of stuff. Now the question is, will they will they maintain that? I would think I would think Microsoft would have to let. They can't lock you into only buying from the Xbox Game Store. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, you look at it now. You can rent movies. From Netflix, they got other movie ways, other ways to pay and rent movies. You know, you don't, you're yeah. not locked into just Xbox Video. You right. got Netflix, you got Redbox, you've got Crackle, Popcorn Flicks, uh, Amazon. You know, I I can go buy a movie on Amazon and rent it on Amazon and put on put my Xbox on and watch my rented movie that way instead of through Xbox Video if I want. So it's right. the same way. I mean. I don't see why they're – I would not expect them to block this. I would think Gamefly, now that they have a digital store, they should be able to say, okay, you know, you can buy this game and we're going to email you a code that you put in. Or maybe if you have your gamer tag, what would be really nice is to say, okay, Gamefly, I'm a subscriber to you. You have all my information. Let me just give you my gamer tag on Xbox Live, and when I buy the title – Bam, it tells Microsoft he just paid for this, boop, it unlocks it and automatically starts downloading it. So I don't even have to right. be home because my my Xbox is going to be basically on the Internet all the time. So then when I get home or when I want to go play it later, it's already downloaded. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping that Gamefly is going to have – that will be the next step that, you know, and I'm, I'm still waiting for Amazon to come out and say, hey – you want to get your pre-orders in on digital only? Here, 
you know, you can switch your order to digital, still get your pre-order items. Right. So. Well, we'll see. But I find that interesting. They're using Steam client. That seems kind of odd to me. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they can bring, mm-hmm. would people playing Steam, like I have Steam, would I be able to tap into the Gamefly store? Are they going to have stuff that Steam won't have available? Mm, that brings up a good question. Or is, is it the, bio- or is it the exact same thing that Steam offers? It can. Uh, here, let me see if Bioshock Infinite is in the Steam store. Okay. So, actually, it looks like it is. <laughs> so, Bioshock Infinite is uh, $40 in the, in the Steam store. And it's twelve twenty three in the Gamefly store. Oh, really? I see this uh, thirteen fifty nine. I'm I'm looking at uh, Gamefly Digital under, oh, I'm, wait. on yeah, sale, and it says twelve dollars and twenty three cents. It's probably because I'm a Gamefly member. Maybe because it actually all I did was I went to Gamefly. And I clicked on their banner to Gamefly Digital, and it shows my name at the top. So I'm like logged in, and it has yeah. a cheaper price. So yeah, yeah I see Okay, so yeah, so you save another few percent, about a buck and a half difference, roughly. What's the discount that you see? I see sixty six. Sixty nine percent. Okay, so that's you about another three percent probably. Borderlands two, I got seventy percent. I can get that for eight ninety nine on PC. So. Hmm. Interesting. So there you go. Gamefly members get a bigger discount. Oh, yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah, woo <laughs> With breaking news that we didn't even know we had. <laughs> oh, great. The site's going to go down because of traffic now. <laughs> yep. Cool. Yeah. So there you go. We yeah, got the scoop. A, about time. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time. All right. See how Moving on. Moving yes, on. Yes. Moving on. Um, oh, I guess that means I need to pull up my next news article. So, Call of Duty upgrade offers for Xbox One. We've we've talked about this in the past. That if you you know GameStop was offering and and some and like Best Buy I think is doing the same thing. You know, if you buy uh, Call of Duty on November fifth for Xbox three hundred and sixty, then you can trade that game in, pay an extra ten bucks, and get the Xbox One version once it releases. So. Xbox Wire has kind of given some information on how the Xbox One upgrade offer is going to work specifically for Call of Duty. So, here we go. The world is anxiously awaiting the arrival of Call of Duty Ghosts on November 5th. Uh, so, gamers can purchase a discless... This, dude, and I, to me, this is awesome. This is the best... This is the best offer right here, and I'm probably going to do this one right here. Okay. Listen up, Call of Duty fans. Gamers can purchase a discless dual license digital version of Call of Duty Ghosts at participating retailers for the suggested retail price of $69.99. So ten bucks more. Yes, this version will include the Xbox 360 digital version of Call of Duty Ghosts as well as the Xbox One digital version of Call of Duty Ghosts linked and unlocked via user's Xbox Live gamer tag. 
Now, players who purchase the digital version directly from Xbox Live Marketplace for a suggested dot price of $60, and when ready to upgrade to Xbox One, you can purchase a digital Xbox One version for just $10 until March 31st of 2014. Um, now, here's the beauty of this. When you transition from 360 to Xbox One, your Call of Duty Ghost stats, unlocks, and more will go with you and be ready when you are utilizing your free Call of Duty account available with Call of Duty Elite, which most of us probably already have an Elite account. You can carry your profile with you from 360 to Xbox One and back to 360 if you want. It's that easy. So what's awesome about this is I can pay 70 bucks. And I essentially get the same game on both consoles. The beauty of that is that I can play, if I've got, if not a lot of people have transitioned over to the Xbox One, I can play it on Xbox One. But if I get on there and I'm like, hmm, nobody on my friends list is playing Call of Duty, and I, I load up 360 and there's five or six people playing, I, I can play with them. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, and I don't have to, now if you do the GameStop, you've got to take your game back in. you got to take your game back into um, GameStop and give them your 360 game and pay them $10 more. So you okay. still, you pay $70 and you only get to play it on one platform. With going the digital way, you can keep, you get both games and you can go back and forth. That is awesome. I love it. Oh yeah, I was so, really surprised to see that the initial purchase was digital at a retailer. So what is it? A box with a code and no disc in it, or just some kind of card? Or it? My guess is it, it'll probably just be an email. You you might get an email. Uh, for, okay. it, it said from now the art the, the article here said from participating retailers. So I guess it doesn't but have I, to be. They don't a have a list order. of participating retailers yet. Right. So, um, but I can look here. I'll look later on and see if the, like I'll I'll take a look around some of the retailers and see if anybody's showing this dual digital ver- uh, licensing offer because I will upgrade to this because I'm planning on having GameFly send me call uh, Xbox 360 version of Call of Duty, but if I can get both digitally. And have both going forward. Why not? I'll pay the extra ten bucks. So, so yeah, there you go. Um, also, the season pass. You can yeah. pre-order this already on Xbox Live for Call of Duty Ghosts, and that will work for both versions. Cool. So you do you know? Again, it's going to cost fifty dollars for the for the season pass, but it will can't. You can get all the maps, all this. You know, it'll access to all four Call of Duty Ghost map packs. Um, um, will be available for both um, uh, consoles. So it's essentially you've got it licensed to your gamer tag. So if you log in with one Xbox, then it counts. If you log into the other one, it's still there because you're still using the same gamer tag. So I like this. This 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 I was really excited about when I saw it because this means I get to keep two versions of the game. Granted, it's the same game, but I'm only paying ten bucks to get it on both consoles. So yep. I don't have to play with a bunch of people for three weeks or two weeks and then say, "Oh, can't play with you anymore. I'm moving on to Xbox One." And then I get over there and there's like, "Oh, only two people upgraded to Xbox One. I just lost all my audience or my friends." This allows me to play with my friends on both consoles for ten dollars. Nice score. Yeah. So, and not, I'm not knocking Battlefield, but 
according to the last story we saw from them, it was a one-time transfer of your stats from 360 to Xbox One. They did not allow you to go back and forth between the two. Right. So this, this I think, is cool because it allows me to go back and forth, and I'm not – it's a way to help unsegment your, your, your group. You know, for those that want to make the jump to the new one, you know, always got that segmentation of, well, you got 360 players here and you got your Xbox One players. Well, now it doesn't really matter. I can play with both groups. So awesome. I really hope that more games are going to come out and do this. I do hope Battlefield 4 would do this as well. This, this would be awesome. I would buy Battlefield 4 the same way. Um, buy it just like this so then I can play with both. And that's even afterwards. You know, say come out for Christmas time. I don't pre-order Battlefield. But my family, my my kids get it for me for Christmas. You know, that's kind of what I'm hoping to ask them to get me. And I would say get me the dual version so I can play it on both consoles. Oh, yeah. That's that's what I, because there's going to be a lot of people on the 360, and I'd, I'd want to play with them. So cool stuff, Activision. I really like what they did. Yeah, about time something worked out in the favor of the gamers, right? Heck, yeah. <laughs> we're so used to just getting stuff taken away and just getting hammered in some one way or another. So yeah. it's about time something actually is looking up for us. All right, you done? Yeah, I am done. All right, moving on. So uh, Dead Rising 3 is coming out in November of this year, a short uh, two months away. And Capcom has confirmed that online co-op is going to be back for Dead Rising 3. Uh, it, uh, it's going to have its protagonist, Nick, uh, he's going to be uh, joined by the big rig driver, Dick, hmm. <laughs> and uh, travel freely in Los Perdidos uh, together or independently. In past games, partners were limited to exploring the same sections together. So it looks like you can just split up, go your own merry way. And uh, all progress and co-op carries over to the single-player campaign. Now, Mark, this is something that is Pretty cool. I was really impressed by this. It says, uh, if you join a friend who's further along in the story and clear a chapter you haven't accessed in your single-player campaign yet, you'll have the option to skip it when you encounter it on your own later. That's kind of neat. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this in, uh, in any other game. Uh, that should prove handy when it comes to facing the game's returning psychopath bosses, the time based on the seven deadly sins, or this time uh, based on the seven deadly sins, you know, like sloth and bad checkpointing. So, um, yeah, Dead Rising 3 coming out uh, in about two months. All right. Actually, that means uh, the Xbox is due in two months. It's two today. months today, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Eight weeks wow. from today, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> but you'll have to. Oh, yep. Eight weeks. So that's less than. See, now we're into single digits. So I got to go by weeks. So I can't say days because then it's still in double digits. But you know, actually, technically, it's a little more than. Wait. The twenty second. So, today's the twenty second. That's all I right. need to know. <laughs> actually, yes, it's a little less because it'll come out on a Friday, right? Is it? So, yeah, the, the, it ships on November 22nd, or it'll be out no, Friday, November 22nd. So, yes. Woohoo! Eight weeks, baby. I can't wait. Well, it's about eight and a half weeks. Be quiet. Why you gotta ruin the dream? <laughs> hey, it's not nine. Don't be it's a hater. A <laughs> Don't be a hater. Eight sounds better than eight and a half. 
Okay, eight sure weeks and do. five days. All right, so Microsoft is looking to expand sports broadcasting on Xbox One. Sports bra? Sports broadcasting. Okay. Um, speaking to uh, Phil Spencer, corporate VP of Microsoft Studios, he said, Microsoft believes sports is a very interesting category globally and that the company will be expanding what we do in sports to bring more international sports into the mix. In May, Microsoft announced a new partnership with the NFL that would see live broadcasts on Xbox One. Earlier this month, ESPN announced it, too, would present live content on Xbox One. This is all part of an overall more concentrated effort to present more programming on Xbox One beyond the console's ability to, to be a TV middleman. In addition to its agreement with the NFL, Microsoft also created a specific entertainment division that is currently working on the Halo TV series. So uh, it, that's cool. I'm glad to know that they're gonna they're they're expanding and bringing more more sports and stuff. Uh, what would be interesting is I mean think about it. There's there's a lot of people in Europe that like to you know that are on Xbox. We've got a lot of friends you know down in Australia, um, and there's a, there's a guy on my friends list that is from Australia. So and it, it's cool that we can hook up and play games and talk you know to someone I've never met. But now, if they are interested in watching football, they have the ability to watch that. If they don't get it, you know, I don't know how how well the NFL is broadcast throughout, you know, other countries. But now they'll have the ability if they can't get them through their their satellite provider or cable provider, they can get it through their Xbox. So I, I think that's kind of cool, and uh, vice versa. We'll probably see some FIFA and some soccer available to us as well. So kind of cool. Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay, a uh, little bit of more information on the on the TV side of Microsoft. So there was some mention about uh, Microsoft working on some TV shows and roping in Steven Spielberg, working on stuff. And uh, recently reported is that there's hundreds of TV shows uh, currently in consideration at Microsoft as the company behind Xbox One seeks to make a real push with its original TV programming. While it's already been discussed publicly that Microsoft plans to pursue original programming, Microsoft uh, corporate VP Phil Spencer offered some sense to the scope of the initiative uh, within, during an interview that he did with Bloomberg. Speaking about the Los Angeles-based production company that it's working with on TV show concepts, he said they have literally hundreds of ideas they're incubating right now. They'll have uh, some announcements for TV shows coming pretty soon. The only project announced to date is the Halo series that acclaimed director Steven Spielberg is contributing to. That project was announced back in May, I think in the reveal, wasn't it, Mark? Sure. Uh, I think it was, yeah. Uh, Microsoft has yet to reveal any real details about the show, except to say that it'll be exclusive to Xbox Live. Uh, the hundred... Hundreds of ideas uh, that Spencer spoke of shouldn't be taken to mean hundreds of TV shows that will be produced by Microsoft, but of those ideas, it's possible only a handful or less will actually go anywhere. But the sheer number does, to some extent, demonstrate how strenuous Microsoft is about producing this kind of entertainment. Um, Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer and Entertainment Studios President Nancy Tellum uh, who's that's a former CBS executive. 
uh, were meeting with people in Hollywood earlier this year to attempt to bring some entertainment content to Xbox One. As it was described by an insider in June, the purpose of the meetings was to reiterate Microsoft's commitments to transitioning uh, its business to devices and services and explaining that Hollywood entertainment is a big part of that. Microsoft in the past has just dipped its toe, but now has a real commitment. Also, uh, Microsoft has secured an exclusivity arrangement for NFL content on Xbox One and ESPN app uh, that the 360 will be making, uh, and the uh, ESPN app on the 360 is going to be making a transition to the Xbox One. Um, And also, one thing, too, I've heard that there's a show called Blake 7 that's going to be coming over. Uh, It's going to be exclusively produced by Microsoft. Did you hear about that? No, I haven't. Yeah, that's an old, old school uh, BBC show. They used to play, I think, right before or right after Doctor Who back in the day on on PBS. Uh, It's a really fantastic show about a bunch of convicts that uh, steal an alien spaceship. Very cheesy in its original format, but but uh, some of the stories were phenomenal. So I heard uh, that they were working on this as well, although this article kind of says that they may or may not be. But it looks like uh, we're going to have some interesting stuff planned for us. Cool. TV-wise, TV-wise. Cool. I, I want the Halo series. That's what I want to see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm stoked about that. So I think it's going to be cool to see some of these special programs that you can only watch oh, on, yeah. on Xbox Live and to, to see it develop into an actual entertainment medium and, and have other options that, you know, Xbox Live members get to partake of and can watch. I mean, if they do it right, you know, some some shows like Netflix did, I didn't get a chance to watch it because I canceled my Netflix, but there was one I wanted to watch with, um, I can't think of his name, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, yeah. Yeah, uh, that I supposedly was a really good show. It's actually pretty good. So there's, and other channels have done, you know, specific special programming. You know, I mean, Showtime and HBO have been doing this for a while. I mean, that's where, like, Sopranos came from and, you know, right, some right. of those Boardwalk Empire and, you know, there's a bunch. I think, you know, I know Showtime has a bunch um, and um, I am sure HBO is still doing several as well, where it's, you know, these are long-running, like, Curb Your Enthusiasm, dude. It was awesome. Uh, but you can only get that, <laughs> yeah. I think, on HBO. Yep. And those are the type of things that, like, I almost want, I almost got HBO just because of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, but I never did. But, you know, those, those, they can be really good programs. So if they do it right and they have a TV person, you know, someone who came from CBS, you know, this is her job. This is what she does. So you don't have some guy that came over from the Microsoft Excel team to run a TV station. Yeah. You know, then or I'd be the like, Zoom yeah, this team. isn't going to work, <laughs> right? But you got someone that pulled out of CBS who knows what they're doing. This is their job. This They're going to, yeah, there's a good opportunity for some really good success here. So, cool. I think Xbox One's going to be really neat, and I, and I like the all the possibilities that the future holds for that and how that console is going to expand over the years. I think it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Now, hey, let me ask a question here. So 
Netflix did something I consider almost revolutionary when they released House of Cards, which is that show you were just talking about with Kevin Spacey. Okay. And that's they released all of the episodes all at once, which allowed everybody to binge watch. You, know, you could sit there and you could hammer out all the shows in a weekend. Right. And that's something that I've become very accustomed to. In fact, I rarely – actually, not really. I never watch anything weekly anymore. Even if I'm recording a show weekly – I sit there and I let them build up, and then after I got four or five shows, I'll just hammer through all of them in in a week. And that's something I've become accustomed to. What do you think? Uh, Let's say with this Halo series, would you rather have them do it like that, where they release all the episodes all in one shot, or should they release it weekly or whatever schedule they come up with? So a new show every week. Um. Wow, that's a that's a good question because I like being able to watch everything right away. I mean, I do like sitting there being able to go boom, 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 uh, like I did with Breaking Bad. I got into it late, so I was able to watch many seasons just, and I did, man. I just watched them like four seasons oh, yeah. just straight through, and now I'm like, oh, I got to sit here. In fact, we need to hurry up, Rob, because I'm missing it right now. Um, <laughs> It's recording now, but now I got to sit and wait every week. But then again, it's kind of nice to sit and wait that week, so that you, you just, just so you have that. You know what I mean? Well, I, I know what you're saying, but the, Microsoft really doesn't need to draw you in. See, okay, so a, a lot of the network actually, the reasoning behind releasing it weekly was basically to keep a membership or keep a subscription going. So it was kind of like, you know, dropping like carrots or, you know, breadcrumbs every so far along. And, you know, you just keep picking them up and you're, you're stuck for six months of a subscription. Whereas Netflix proved pretty much that you could drop all 13 episodes of a show all at once you get new subscriptions and you keep people. Well, at least that was the case with them. Now with Xbox Live, I don't know if a Halo series would actually bring in very many more subscribers to Live because they already have those people. True. I, I you know mean, but I'm looking at it from how do I want? Do I want to see it all at once or not? Um, I do enjoy having them there because if it's like well, you're really like – you know, it's obviously great if, like, what? How could you, like, okay, that was it two weeks ago, Breaking Bad. You know, they ended right in the middle of a shootout. And I'm like, ah, what? What do you mean next week? No, I mean, like, I'm like, how could you? They were right in the middle of the action. It's like, bloop, okay, we'll come back next week and see it. Dude, yeah. that killed me. You know, so it would have been nice to say, okay, play the next episode. Hurry up. You know? But yeah. then again, all week I was like, so I like that aspect. But then again, all week I'm like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, so if you get it all in one shot, then all the excitement of that is kind of gone. It's so like same with Walking Dead. Would I really do? I really want to see the new season all in a matter of of a day or two. Yes. No, I I like having it stretched out. I I really do. You know, it makes the excitement of that season makes it a full season. It's not like okay, here's a season all in one day. Well, (laughs) you don't have to watch the whole thing in one day. But I'm going to if it's good and it's there. <laughs> so. There you go. Uh, See, I just know it with some shows, 
if you wait too long, you sort of forget what happened last week, especially if it's very, I don't know, if there's a lot of details. Or worse yet, it'll have some shows like wait two weeks in between episodes. Or that month in December oh, over yeah. the holidays. Well, I don't like that. <laughs> you know, you, you forget what happens. And there was actually, that reminds me of an interesting uh, conversation that I heard where this guy was watching Lost. And he enjoyed, actually, he started watching the show. Uh, I think about like one or two seasons uh, they watched. I don't, I don't know if it was on DVD or Netflix or whatever. And they enjoyed the show. They watched it over, you know, a couple of weeks or months or whatnot. And then they got caught up and they started watching the shows week by week. That's where they lost interest. And then, you know, they stopped watching the show and then uh, they watched them again later on when you know, they binge watched them again and they enjoyed it again. So some shows, as long as you have like episode after episode after episode, you're drawn in. But if you have that break of a, a week or more in between episodes, that's where the, the excitement wears off and you don't care. I just thought that was interesting. Hmm. And I can, I can see that happening. Or worst case is there's an episode and you don't know it's there or care. So anyway, uh, lots of new TV show ideas being thrown around at Microsoft, and uh, we'll see what they come up with. Hopefully Blake 7 um, will make an appearance or a reappearance, and uh, the Halo one as well. Sorry, you ready for the next one? Sure, I certainly am. Do it to it, my friend. I, I really don't want to because I'm tired of hearing about it, but this is the only story we're going to talk about this week, and there's a reason why i got to bring it up. Grand Theft Auto V, I guess, is a pretty big game. It's, um, I, get my, I guess it's better known than we gave it credit for, Rob, because Call of Duty Black Ops 2 set a record last year. They made a billion dollars in 15 days. Wow. Well, that's nothing anymore. Um, Wednesday, um, this past Wednesday, Take-Two announced that Grand Theft Auto V had sales of $800 million in the first 24 hours. That was compared to Call of Duty Black Ops 2's $500 million. And they have... But Grand Theft Auto V didn't stop at 800 million. They went up and they passed, surpassed 1 billion in sales in its first three days. Wow. (laughs) Three days is all it took for this game to make over a billion dollars. Wow. That's insane, dude. So I don't even, I don't even want to do the math. I, I don't even know how many copies that is. If you want to figure out a billion. <laughs> One billion. One billion dollars by 60. All I know is that's a that's a heck of a, a lot, lot of copies. <laughs> that's a lot of clams. Uh, a couple simoleons, that's for sure. Yeah. So a uh, billion dollars in three days. That's not too shabby. I wish I could make that kind of cash. Make a Grand Theft 5.5. Uh, okay. Actually, no, you can't. Uh, you can't do it. You can call it the fabulous steel. I I I I I. 
whatever. <laughs> so that's a lot of money. That's a lot of bank. So congrats to Take yeah. Two. Oh yeah. And, um, I think the interesting thing is, I, I've not seen anyone complain about this game yet, dude. I think yeah. it's lived up to the hype. So, wow. I mean, they had so much hype to it. I mean, they had a big, you know, they had a big plate to fill, and it seems like they stepped up and answered it, and I think they really succeeded with what they gave to gamers. Um, people are just eating this up and loving it. So, Oh, yeah. So. It's a very popular franchise. Even more popular than we than I, that I ever initially thought. So, yeah. But, all right, man. That's that's it. Okay. So, let me ask a question, my friend. If I give you a list of items, can you tell me what is common amongst all of these? Okay. You ready? Sure. Sophia the first royal talking vanity, crazy cart. Ever After High School, uh, Rebel and Royal Dolls, and the Leap Pad Ultra? Nothing? Nothing. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there is something common with all of those things, and that they're on the same list as the Xbox One for the Fabulous 15 at Toys R Us. Huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So Toys R Us has uh, a list called the Fabulous 15 Holiday List, which uh, is the hot toys for the uh, 2013 holiday season. And the Xbox One is the only console that it is on the list. Now, I guess some people can debate on whether the Xbox One is a toy or not, but who cares? It's on the list. It's got exposure and people that are looking to... Uh, to get a gift for their children, they might consider the Xbox One. You know, especially when you look at pricing, like the dolls and stuff like that, which are probably right. twenty bucks compared to five hundred for the Xbox One. Yeah, but uh, it's uh, it's very interesting that I made the list, and it's even more interesting that it's the only console, considering that there are several other consoles out there. In fact, you can almost think of it this way: the Leap Pad Ultra. If you're not familiar with this, it's like a big, I don't know, handheld PDA-looking device for kids that plays these little cartridges. Uh, that thing basically beat out <laughs> the Nintendo and the PlayStation. <laughs> so I guess in, in their eyes, it's the LeapPad Ultra is better than those two consoles. Of I'm course it is. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think everybody could come to that conclusion. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Interesting. Very interesting. I agree 100% with Toys R Us. 100%. Alright, Rob, I got some, uh, the next one's a bit long-winded, but it, it, I thought this was very interesting. And, so I want to read some of this. This was, uh, during the Tokyo Game Show. Yep. Albert. Pinello, who's Microsoft's Senior Director of Product Management Planning. Uh, he was uh, openly discussing some of the difficulties of launching a new console this year. So when asked how Microsoft can sell games, gamers, a particular vision of its new system that in many cases won't reflect the reality of what's delivered, for example, some markets won't have voice recognition at launch, a heap of countries won't have full TV functionality. There will be differences in other services at launch. 
um, you know, as an example. So those are those are some really valid questions. And I'm like, you know, I think those of us that are in the states really take a lot or don't really kind of see the big picture. And, and I think, you know, I think we have, we probably have this problem everywhere. You know, we all live in our own little communities and things are as, yeah, we live in our little bubble. We live in our little world and things are as things are. And sometimes we tend to think that that is the way it is everywhere. Well, I can say without a doubt, because I have been around many different countries. You've been around the block? been around the block, not all the blocks, but I've been to several <laughs> different blocks. And, yes, things are very different. I've been to some very different blocks, let me put it that way. Um, and, you know, so when you're trying to be a global company and doing things on a global scale of launching a device like this, you know, sometimes like, you know, Joe Blow and me, we don't think of, well, how does NFL broadcasting affect somebody in uh you know, New Zealand or Japan, do they even care? We're here, right. that's like cool, you know. Um, a lot of these things that, you know, of course, obviously I'm going to have voice recognition and full TV functionality. You know, and I'm even considering, well, am I going to have it because I'm a satellite guy? What's going to be there? But what about someone that lives in a different country and is not going to have this? So all the things they may have heard that we got excited about, Rob, you and I got excited about on May 21st and again at E3, Maybe someone else in another country is like, well, yeah, but I don't get that. I don't get that. I don't get that. I don't get that. So what is in it for me? Uh, Which, you know, again, you know, we've talked about, and I've been the one to say it. Well, you know, all it is is a PlayStation 3.5. Well, you know, it's a, it's a PlayStation 3 with better graphics. Why do I want to buy a new PlayStation? But for somebody, so that's me in my bubble. But someone else in another bubble over in Europe is going to say, maybe they're saying, well, yeah, but I don't get the console on launch day. I don't get voice recognition. I won't have TV functionality. So uh, the Xbox One is an Xbox 360.5. You know, they could say it's a 360 with better graphics because that's all they're really getting out of it. And I'm like, you know what? That's a really good point. And so here's some of the things. I So I really was like, oh, yeah, good. what are you going to say about that, pal? So here's what he said. And he brought up some really other interesting things that I myself hadn't really thought about as being a challenge for Microsoft. And and I think Sony fits into the same boat for a lot of these. So let's, let's hear what Albert had to say. He says, I think even in the U.S. there's going to be a lot of stuff that was on the 360 that isn't going to be on Xbox One for a while. I'm going to stop right there, the very first sentence. And I was like, really? Like, I guess I've got my 360, and I guess I've kind of assumed that Amazon, Netflix, all these apps that we have, I guess I kind of assumed they'd be available on Xbox One. But his opening statement is saying there's going to be a lot of stuff on 360 that isn't on Xbox One for a while, Hmm. which kind of was like, wow, I really kind of didn't, you know, that was kind of a new thought. I really kind of assumed, and I, I shouldn't have assumed, that was my own mistake, that a lot of stuff that I can do now was going to be available to be on the new console. So that may not be the case is what I'm hearing. So let me continue on. So everybody kind of think about that, and, and I'll continue. 
He says, you know, it's an interesting dynamic that you find yourself in with console launches, but particularly when you're coming from a super mature platform. In the old days of console transitions, the expectation of what would be moving to the next console was basically isolated to games. And if you think about all the stuff we've done with 360 and how much different in the last 10 years, you basically have 10 years of innovation, 10 years of experience, and then trying to take that and build an entirely new platform with new hardware and a new software architecture. I mean, I totally understand people's frustrations, and it's hard to give an answer beyond the fact that from my seat, it's a console transition, and this is part and parcel. There's a lot of things that we'll talk about in our vision for the product that aren't going to be there at launch. TV, if you want to continue, would be another criticism. We talk a lot about TV, and that's only going to work basically in Japan and the U.S. at launch, where you have HDMI in scenarios. So you'll say, hey, what if I have terrestrial over the air? We won't have a solution for that right away, but we still sell it as part of the vision. So it's honest criticism, and you'd love to have that new launch be everything that you had before and more. But unfortunately, it is untenable. Pinello went on to detail some of the challenges Microsoft faces in delivering its TV functionality to Xbox One. Right now, the TV solution is an HDMI in solution. The interesting thing about the challenge with television is that when you launch a console, it's largely a global console. We've actually made Xbox more global by being region-free. One console, all you need is a power supply. There's no standards or anything like that. If you look at TV standards around the world, I'll just use the U.S. because I'm most familiar with it, you have set-top boxes with HDMI, you have satellite, you've got over-the-air, then you have all the the uh, regional providers that have their own. Some use cable cards, some don't. The cable cards are different. And then you start going into digital terrestrial broadcasts. What the UK does with their set-top boxes, and so for us, like voice, TV is going to be one of those things that's like a tree. We've just got to chop it down. So the basic experience of HDMI in will be available for anybody that has a TV with HDMI in. I actually think it's underappreciated feature. Today, if I want to go between my console and my set-top box, I still have to pick up another remote and control it. TV is going to be an interesting challenge for us, as we really have to go through each region, each provider, each set of IP, and build a solution that works. So, I mean, that's that's just one little part of Xbox One that has some tremendous hurdles to go through to try to make our entertainment kind of be all in one central place. Yeah. I mean... I don't know, what do you think, Rob? Do you think, do you think that Microsoft, is this something that, do you think that they'll see, will, will this plan bear fruit for them? Is this something that's worth their money and time and investment into trying to do this when there's just, it almost seems like an impossible challenge? It's definitely a lofty goal, and I think that it can really, pan out immensely if it if it works because they've always wanted to be the all-in-one box and this will help them get there and based on what you're saying it the hdmi in route was always like it's always been coming under some scrutiny like why just that why not some other kind of 
system, DVR, whatever. But the thing is, in order to make it global, like they were saying, they have to do it at the basic level to be able to support every type of system worldwide. And I mean, that kind of is, I was one of those people that were kind of like, what? Just, just that and using an IR blaster or whatever. I mean, that's, that's kind of weird, but now it makes more sense. And if this thing works out for them and it's, it's a big risk because it's been on, it's, Nobody's done it before. They're pioneering this. If this thing works out, it can be huge for them because they'll have the ability to have their device in front of just about any kind of media in these people's homes that have it. And on top of that, looking at what happened with DVRs, you get this type of service quality feature, whatever you want to call it, you get this in front of one TV, when you start liking it, you're going to want it on other TVs as well. Yeah. You know? And I mean, you and I have both (laughs) been down that road with our DVRs. Yep. And it's got the potential of bringing more Xboxes into people's homes as well. And who knows what they'll be able to do because... I know cable companies right now, and I think even satellite companies do it as well, they'll sell ad space and overlay it on top of whatever channels are broadcasting. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. I mean, Microsoft, if you're running a TV uh, program through the Xbox One, it could potentially do the same thing. Who knows? So if it, if it works, I mean, if they do it right... It can be huge. Right. I don't see it's going to be a failure. It'll either be just okay or it'll be huge. I think there's just, there's just so many challenges and hurdles for them to get oh, over. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's really worth it. Um, I guess it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Oh, yeah. So. The, the TV space, that's been something that's always been so weird like uh you know that guy leo laporte oh yeah yeah he was talking on on one show uh within the past couple of weeks and i thought this was kind of interesting because he was so this is there used to be this channel called uh tech tv which became g4 and which i guess it's, became the esquire channel <laughs> no it's still it's not oh, it's I just, still g4 I think it was just i think it is staying g4 or was cut all together i i just saw that like last week i think they're not it's not going to become esquire oh it's not oh so. well. But it's dead for all yeah, purposes. Yeah, absolutely. As as I know. Yeah, Tech TV's long gone. Yep. So he was talking on there, and just just to give you an idea of how messed up uh, the whole TV space and channel broadcasting redistribution stuff was. And granted, this is going back at least ten years, if not more. He was talking about how back in the day when he was on Tech TV, they had issues with redistributing their own content on their website. Where tech TV, like let's say Leo did a show, they could not have a segment of any show more than 10 minutes long on their own website. So they could not have an entire show at all, like an hour show, half hour show. They could not broadcast the whole thing on their website back in the day. They had to limit clips less than 
to less than 10 minutes because of some goofy agreement that they had with all of the cable carriers where basically if they redistributed, it's violating the cable carrier's ability to broadcast that channel or that, that program. So now imagine this times a million because <laughs> you got like all these different, you know, channels and, uh, cable carriers and satellite carriers and stuff like that. They all have these goofy redistribution, uh, redistribution, uh, agreements and restrictions. And when you hear just something like that, just that tiny little thing for tech TV, it makes sense why Microsoft stays out of it altogether and doing the HDMI thing. Just the legalities of tracking everything is, yep. is insurmountable. Yep. It, yep. It, there's a lot of hoops. And that's why I just, I, you know, I like to see that they're, they're trying to, like go after it or they're taking that on. But man, I, it just seems like an unclimbable mountain. And I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want the rest of the console to suffer, but I think they've got a really good piece of hardware. They've got some great game lineups. Why not bring more? I mean, I love that my 360 does more than play games. Oh yeah. I've used it so many times and, and I actually do a lot of video rentals from direct from Microsoft now. So, uh, you know, it's great quality and it's simple. It works and it's just easy. So I like it. So uh, we'll see what happens. I am curious. I will definitely be plugging my, uh, direct TV into it on day one to see what happens. Mm-hmm. But most likely I will probably end up having my 360 going HDMI in to my Xbox one. Sure. That's probably what I'm going to end up doing. And uh, just keep my DirecTV on its own own uh, input into the TV and have my two Xboxes on the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't have three HDMI inputs. So yeah. one of them is going to have to go into my Xbox One. But I think I'll probably do the console. Somebody got to do console. it. Someone's got to do it. So. Yes, but, sir. All right. Well, the other thing he did talk about, I won't read all of it, but essentially he was talking about... What about voice recognition? They were, you know, saying with all the experience the company's had with the first iteration of Connect, it should be easy to deliver um, the voice recognition in all these countries at launch. And um, and the response was that it's complicated. In English, we have two totally different models, even just between the UK and the US. And that's not just words, because each of those models you need to have accents. But what about the algorithms for analyzing voice from the original Connect? Yeah, it's kind of like our initial response, right, what people would think. But Pinellas is a totally different. The Connect sensor is completely different from the other one, and because you're using far field, we have to start all over with the new sensor and the new models. So we don't get to take any of what we did before, and none of the stuff we've launched on phones helps us either. So it is, it's a brand-new Connect sensor, and it's, you know, it's not, which in a way I guess is good because, it's it's not what we have. So if we don't like what we have, that's not even that what we currently have wouldn't even work. So you know, it's, I guess it's a good way of saying yeah, it's completely different. So hopefully okay. it is vastly improved. So, but it was just an interesting article. I really thought this was kind of neat and makes you just kind of you know maybe get a bigger picture on what these companies and same with Sony, they got to deal with the same issues, um, and, and you know same with Nintendo. Uh, not to the same extent, you know, Sony and Microsoft are offering a lot more in their boxes, but, 
you know, it's to be a global company like all these three are, there's a lot to it. So, you know, I thought that was just interesting. But I'll, I'll leave that story with that. Um, before you hop on to your next one, Rob, I did want to say, uh, back to the Call of Duty Ghost thing, they don't have a retail um, – Retailers that are going to do the digital dual license yet, but uh, on the Xbox or on the Activision site, it does say that that will be that list of participating retailers will be announced in the coming weeks. So okay. once we know, uh, we'll be sure to share with that with everybody. Okay. All right. So once you get your Xbox One, I guess you might need to pay attention to how you lay this box down, whether it's vertical or horizontal. Uh, just curious, Mark, how do, you, how do you run your consoles? Vertical They've always been horizontal. Yeah. It's the way, my, way everything else in my entertainment center sits. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is, uh, I've got mine under my computer desk right now, and it's sitting vertical. But when it was in my entertainment center, it was horizontal. So I, I guess uh, this is one thing I have to kind of consider if I have to move it or if I'm going to keep it over by my computer, which I probably will. Maybe I'll put it up on my desk. But anyway, uh, the reason why you have to consider this is not necessarily because of the, the cooling or the venting, but it's actually the, the DVD drive that's in, in the console. So on this one, instead of a tray like we've got with the 360, it's actually a, a slot drive. And Microsoft has said that they basically – made the system uh, be designed for horizontal use. Uh, they say, we don't support vertical or- orientation. Do it at your own risk. Uh, it wouldn't be a cooling problem. We just didn't design the drive for vertical because it's a slot-loading drive. We just didn't design it for both. So uh, that's an interesting thing, and I believe, I, I honestly think that they should make note in the instructions and maybe like a, a warning or a readme or something in the packaging to keep people from putting it vertical. Cause I know a lot of people will probably instinctively want to do that because that's what they've got uh, set up on their current 360. So, uh, well, one thing, and, I guess, if you want to put it vertical, just buy all digital. You got to worry about it. <laughs> there you go. I was just going to say that. Unless you watch Blu-ray movies, then <laughs> therein lies the problem. Yeah. Well, at that point, you could just stream those movies anyway. Yeah, just stream everything. Yeah, there you go. And then you can hang, so, and you can have your Xbox upside down. <laughs> yeah, and you could be upside down too. There you go. <laughs> so that's that. All right. Uh, last thing I have, just real quick, um, at Tokyo Game Show, um, it was revealed a new game called Max: The Curse of Brotherhood for Xbox One. And uh, this will, players will be able to follow Max on his journey to find his brother Felix, who's been taken by a giant monster. Travel with Max through a mystical, blighted fantasy world using powerful magical abilities to overcome puzzles and enemies in order to save Felix before it's too late. So those at the Tokyo Game Show got to play Max, the Curse of Brotherhood, for the first time this past weekend. And the game will be available on Xbox One starting in early 2014. So it's an interesting-looking title. Um, I thought, didn't they announce this at E3? I don't remember. As I say, it's debuted for the first time. Maybe. Revealed. Because I know there there was one that looked really cool. Because there was that... uh, 
Oh, what was it? There was that one, like, dungeon... Below? Oh. I think it's called Below. Yeah, Below, Below. Yeah, there was that, and there was another one that looked kind of neat. This, I wonder if this... Is, but you know what? This has that, like, weird magic marker thing. Yes. Which so, I don't remember from that original one. So maybe... I, I could have swore this seemed like something I'd heard of before, but... I, I don't know. They're saying it was just for the being debuted for the first time at Tokyo Game Show, but um, I don't know. New game coming out in early 2014. I don't know if it's a full retail. I would. I'm guessing this is an arcade title. Again, we're gonna start to we're gonna start to see where they don't say that because games are games are games, right? And on Xbox One, there is no arcade. So that line is going to get blurred. It's not, you know, people are going to be like, well, is this an arcade title? There is no arcade. It's a game. <laughs> you know, yep. is it a six? I guess we're going to get to, is it a $60 game or a $20 game? That's that's going to be, I guess, the kind of way we're going to have to look at it because there won't be any more XBLAs. So, yeah. But we, Actually, I just looked this up real quick, and I believe you are correct, sir. This was originally announced during the E3 press event. Yeah. From Microsoft, and it's a reimagining of Press Play's previous game, the 2010 Max and the Magic Marker. Okay. Well, there you go. There was a marker. Yeah. And it looks like that original one came out for WiiWare, PlayStation Network, DS, uh, Mac. Windows, iOS, and Windows Phone 7. So basically, for everybody but Microsoft. <laughs> we covered all the... And Android. Okay. Didn't have Android either. All right. So uh, I believe that's it for the stories, my friend. Cool. All right. So uh, moving on here for the community stuff here. You want to do your little intro? Oh, why not? I don't know when it became my intro, but... Hey, we are on Facebook. The community is alive and kicking on Facebook, and boy, are we growing. And we forgot to talk about this last week, so I'm going yep, to get yep. to it this week for sure. But you can also email us, contact at thisxboxlife.com. You can follow us on Twitter, and you can send us a voicemail by going to our website and using the app built right onto the website. That's still there, right, Rob? <coughs> yes, Okay, so you can click on that, and it'll ask you to connect your microphone and just start talking. Leave us a comment or a question. Be sure to state your gamer tag, and we will put you in the show. So, what I wanted to do last week, and we seriously got sidetracked because I had to, uh, we had to be done recording by a set time because I had something I had to do, family thing. So I had a deadline, and we ran, dude, we ran right up to it. <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, so. I hung up with you guys and immediately hopped on another call, uh, and I had to get that call going because it was a family conference call, So I and I had to start it. So I had like one minute <laughs> from the time we quit. So we we were hurrying and rushing. We forgot to announce that we went over 200 members in our Facebook group last yes. week. And, you know, we sat at like 192, 193 for, dude, Weeks. a month, at least a month. Yeah. We kept talking about it and we never moved. Dude, we hit we hit 200 last week and we're now at 211. We've continued to grow at a rapid pace, which is cool. I'm like yeah, so everybody's spreading the word, which is awesome. 
Yes, so thank you to everybody that's in, you know, if you're on Facebook and you're in the group, you can invite your friends into the group. Um, but don't spam everybody on your friends list. You know, just send it to those that might want to listen to us or might, might want to join the community and, and talk about Xbox games. So, you know, we don't want you to spam everybody on your friends list, but please share it with those that would find it interesting and would be another good member of the community. So um, we want to welcome all those that have joined. We're really glad to see you guys. Uh, hopefully you guys will be vocal and, uh, you know, join in in the community. Don't be shy. And uh, I'll tell you what, we've had so many conversations lately, it's, it's hard to keep track of what's going on. It's been great. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It really has. So with that, I felt impressed today to make a point uh, a note on the sh- on the f- in the group, and of course it'll get buried because it's Facebook. So I wanted to make sure I, I bring it up today, and we might post it every once in a while. But I want to remind everyone that we keep our show rated E for everyone. Uh, this podcast, and as this group grows on Facebook, I want to just remind everybody that your audience may not always be adults. So please keep your postings and your comments family friendly at all times. We would really appreciate it. And this has nothing to do with anything anybody said uh, in the past. I'm not coming down on someone because they said something. This is just, you know, we need to be we need to be careful. Um, and I think what's really kind of sparked it is there's been a lot of GTA stuff, and that's definitely not a family-friendly game. So, you know, let's just be kind of thoughtful about what we're posting and what we're saying. Uh, we would really appreciate it if you do that. Um, so thank you for and you guys. It's not like we've had to worry about you guys. Oh no! But I just want to say as we're growing, let's 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 continue to keep it civil and have a really good community. And just remember, we might not all be adults on the Facebook. <laughs> Absolutely, because I know even for the podcast in the past, you know, we've gotten some comments by people that you know they're gamers and and they've got gamer children and and they listen to our show together, and that could be the same thing with the Facebook group. My my you kids know. actually actually listened to half of our last show last week. Yeah. It was funny. We were sitting there downstairs today, and I mean, they know I record every Sunday night. They know you do something. They just know I record. That's what they do. So then I said yeah. something about, oh, I got to go, because they wanted to play some Xbox, but I was like, well, I don't really have anything that you know the three of us can play that we can all play together. And I'm like, well, I've got to get the podcast show notes put up i said well you know so i let my two oldest I said, you guys can come up and play and my, my daughter's like podcast I'm like yeah you know my show and she's like what's what? a podcast <laughs> and i said you know when i record yeah what i'm like well that's what i'm doing so i actually pull it up on the phone and they were listening and it was like five minutes in and, and, and my daughter was like can we do something else <laughs> <laughs> and my oldest son he was like listening to it asking questions and but it was funny at one point, Rob, last week you were talking about something technical and she just was like, this is boring. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, that's because it's Rob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it was all you got in technical uh, uh, about something and, and she was just like, she just doesn't care. You know? Yeah. She's eight. <laughs> Come on. Yes. So they came up and Mike, they played Blur and they had a good time. They really enjoyed it. So and oh, I got the, I got our notes together. But anyways. Uh, so moving on. So yeah, you know, we, we make sure we keep the podcast. Uh, we've had, yeah, people that ride in the car and listen to it and they got their kids in the car. So, you know, it's there and there's no need to be foul. There really isn't. So 
uh, please just respect our, our community as well as we grow and knowing yeah. that there very well could be kids in there. We're all good to go. So, all right, Excellent. Rob, why don't you take that right. first question? All right, first one we have is from Andrew. Andrew writes in, the reveal of the Surface 2 is tomorrow. What are your expectations, and will this bring down the price of the current model? I would like to get one for my girlfriend for Christmas. Have you been following the Surface? Mm, all I know is that the current one, like the non-pro models, like you can get like a 16-gig version for like 250 bucks, and I'm really like, hmm... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, th- I'd rather have the pro. I really want the pro model, but I don't. I can't. I can't justify the price. You yeah. know, if I don't get an Xbox One, then I'm halfway there. But <laughs> that's not going to happen. Uh, no, I didn't even know it came out. I didn't even know that was tomorrow. So yeah. I'm very interested in what's what's going to happen. Do you know? Have you heard anything? On the stuff you listen to, like Leo and and what's his name, the other guy, to Therat. Oh yeah, Paul Therat. Has they been saying anything about this? What they expect? I'm about halfway through the last show, so I don't know if they talked about it at all in the last show. But uh, you know, basically, the news is going to come out tomorrow. Um, I, I really don't know what's going to be different about it. Uh, it's going to be, I mean, that's a very good question. I would hope that they would do something to make it really take off. You know, something that makes it really appealing. Hopefully, being that this is kind of like the second generation, that'll be more cost effective. Because the first gens, like that Pro, was it the Pro? Yeah, there's, it was the RT and the Pro, right? Yes. Yeah. Like the Pro one was really expensive. Considering yeah, over a grade. and yeah, and and I know Paul's talked about it in the in the in the past, where it's an amazing piece of hardware, but the screen's just a little too small and the keyboard's like a little too small for everyday use. At least that's his opinion of stuff. So I don't know if they would need to make it a little bigger. To appeal for to appeal to people a little more. Uh, one thing that would be interesting for me is to see if anything's going to happen with that Nokia or Nokia. <laughs> I guess I've been saying it wrong all these years. Uh, if there's uh, anything from the Nokia acquisition that might change this thing, is Microsoft going to make their own? Are they going to get into the hardware business? Because now they've got something like twenty thousand people that are. Uh, basically manufacturing jobs that are, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, on the payroll, or they will be once the companies get joined together. And if Microsoft does make their own, you know, will they do it right, per se? And But at what cost? Is it going to be even more expensive if they do it on their own? So um, we'll, we'll see tomorrow. I'm sure... Uh, we might have some blurbs on it in the uh, Facebook group. Yeah, there there is some. I'm looking at an article on uh, ZDNet, and they mentioned some stuff about Paul Therott. He's got a full oh, yeah? list of expected. I will copy the link for you and shoot it to you in the chat. But there, I guess he listed a. He's got a whole list of stuff that he expects to be on the new devices. But they're saying that, uh, and again, this is 
rumored to be, so none of this is obviously factual because we don't have that till tomorrow, but this is, you know, leaks that have happened and whatnot. They're supposedly going to have the same number of USB ports, and they won't support LTE, just Wi-Fi. Okay. Surface 2 will be in our uh, – the Surface 2 is just a successor to the Surface RT. This, so this will be kind of like a Surface Lite, if you will. It doesn't, doesn't have the full OS. This will be an ARM-based Tegra 4 tablet with an estimated eight hours of battery life. It will feature a new clear-type full HD display, That this, which is what debuted on the Surface Pro earlier this year. The Surface Pro 2 will run an Intel Core i5-based Haswell processor and allegedly get seven hours of battery life instead of just four to five. So uh, Paul Therod has a full list of expected Surface 2 and Surface Pro 2 specs, including weight, thickness, ports, etc. Um, as for pricing, nobody knows, but uh, the, the thoughts are what has been kind of rumored or, or leaked is that there's not going to be any huge price cuts in the works. Microsoft's going to sell the old version right alongside the new ones. The RT Surface RT currently is at 350 for the 32-gig model with no cover, and they're looking to introduce the 32-gig Surface 2 at 499 so $150 more for the Surface 2. Hmm. Um, the Surface Pro will continue to be $800. The Surface Pro 2 is going to start at $900 for a 64-gig version according to that source, and that there's going to be 128, 256, and a 512 gig model, and the 512 looking to be $1,700. Yeah. So, yeah, they're still going to be pricey. It looks like we're not going to see a price drop on the old ones, which stinks. I really would like to get one. Um, mainly, it would allow me to just, you know, my Kindle's okay for watching movies, but on my train, on my, train, on my plane trips, that's all I use it for. If I had a Surface, I could use it for that. I could actually connect into work and not carry my laptop when I travel. I could just carry this. You know, I could use it for uh, smart glass and, you know, games and <laughs> all kinds of different things um, where I just use my Kindle strictly for watching movies on the plane. That's Yeah. So I would love to get one, but too much money. Yeah. Well, we'll find out in a couple hours. We will. That we will. All right. So, so you want to take the next one? Sure. Uh, William says, Mark, Bulletstorm was a really fun game, but it had kind of disappointing cliffhanger ending that we never got a true story resolution to. So I was wondering if you would have liked an extension DLC to play that out, or are you hopeful for a sequel? William, I have, ever since I finished that game, I have wanted a sequel to it. I really, really want Bulletstorm 2. I don't think we'll get it which is a shame because the game was absolutely one of the funnest games I've ever played. And if anybody out there has not played this game, you've got to get this game. It is so much fun. It's over the top. It's it's just that whip, man, the leash, and all the stuff you can do in the game is just awesome. So much fun. Uh, I'm still waiting for some of that DLC to drop in price because they've got some additional campaign stuff that I want to play. And it's just it's just too pricey in my opinion. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping someday to see that stuff on sale. So, but yes, um, I'm hoping for a sequel, but I really don't think we're going to see it. Yeah, I agree. 
So uh, okay. next one, he, he also sent you a question. He says, yes, he did. Rob, I find it interesting that as an Xbox guy, you're not really into any of the Xbox exclusives. So I was wondering why you ultimately choose an Xbox instead of PlayStation 3, or why you chose an Xbox. Sorry, yeah. I can't read. He wrote chose. <laughs> I said choose. Yes. I know. My name is Mark. Yes. Ding, fries are done. So, uh, you know, that's a very good question. Now, a little bit of my history is I've been a video gamer for years, and originally I had a PS1 when that came out back in the 90s, or 95, 96, whenever that was. And when the Microsoft uh, Xbox originally came out, uh, for me, that was kind of a no-brainer. I had to have that system, and I did. Yeah, I got it, and I never looked back. I've always been a Windows guy at heart, never been, uh, uh, you know, anything else. And for me, Microsoft is uh, the team that I'm rooting for. I even had Windows phones back in the day. Uh, moving forward, it's it just going to stay with the ecosystem. I never even considered buying. Actually, I did. I did consider buying a PS2 once when I was inside uh, a Sony store, and they had a stack of refurb units. <laughs> I did consider it briefly, but I walked away empty-handed. And uh, I've got the Xbox One pre-ordered. Uh, again, without a second thought, never would even consider buying a PlayStation system. As far as the games, uh, uh, that's a good question. I think it really comes down to the style of games that I like. I, I know a lot of people enjoy the Halo games and... Uh, Gears of War and, and so forth, and a lot of those games, uh, I don't know, they kind of fall flat for me. It's just they're they're they're, they're not very fun. I'm not saying that they're bad games because so many people enjoy them. I really don't like to play multiplayer online with uh, a, a ton of people just because I don't play as often as I used to, and I'm not very good. So I, the times that I've tried to play Battlefield, it's just been frustration to the point of where I, I really don't want to play anymore. I'll play my solo stuff, and that's about it. I can handle that. Uh, there's too many people out there that are way better than me. So I, I guess uh, ultimately the whole business with the Xbox exclusives is uh, with the big exclusives, I, I, they're just not my style. There's a lot of other games that that I have enjoyed much more. Uh, immensely like I've talked about Halo 4 uh, that was uh, last year what December November December that I had played that thing and it was a chore it was a chore to finish and and the only reason why I finished it was because that American Express deal that they had going on you finish it by the end of the year and you get like a $35 statement credit but uh, you know beyond that I don't think I ever would even come close to finishing it Uh, there's a lot of other games out there that I enjoy a lot more. Uh, lately, a lot of them have been the Xbox uh, Live Arcade ones because they've come out with some decent stuff like the uh, Walking Deads and even uh, Brothers uh, Tale of Two Sons. That was phenomenal. And, of course, my favorite was that one, Mark. You know what it is? Doritos Dash of Destruction? No, no, not that one, not <laughs> that one. Shadow Complex. Shadow Complex. So, I. Uh, I guess uh, I tend to like more of the arcadey ones. I guess that's that's one way to put it. But, yeah. Uh, the the other games are, are good as well. Like I, I love the Borderlands franchise. That's fun. I I keep meaning to go back to that one. I got to finish that one. 
But that's uh, a long answer to your short question. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go ahead. You got the next one. Yes, sir. So Glenn writes in, uh, talk about the Xbox One games coming out. Uh, some stuff we ain't heard about that y'all have. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. I, I don't have any Xbox One games, so yeah. I don't, I don't no, know if he, an, if he meant... All, all the news that we have, we immediately talk about it. Yeah, pretty much. We don't, so. we don't hold anything back, unfortunately. Yeah, and we're not, we're not in the media, and we're not, we don't work for Microsoft, so we don't get nothing. <laughs> we don't even get free Avatar t-shirts or nothing from them, so... Although we did get that scoop earlier. Scoop? Earlier in the show. That's just because we're so smart and we can put <laughs> yeah. two to two, two and two together and come up with five, so... Yes. Um, I, I think... You know the new the new game we talked about the the Max Brotherhood game, uh, that's a new one coming out that I you know yeah. was just announced, and I thought that they I thought they had just released they did talk about but I thought we talked about it last week um, that new Crimson Dragon didn't we mention that last week? Mm, I don't remember. Let me. Oh, it's not going to pull it up. Let me get back to my Xbox.com social page and go to Xbox Wire. I don't know why I don't just bookmark it. I always get it from here if it'll ever come up. Yeah, yeah there's a story there. Uh, there was another Tokyo Game Show, and I think we mentioned this because it comes out on the release day, and it's going to be 20 bucks. and I'm pretty sure we mentioned this last week. But they've got uh, Crimson Dragon. Um, is going to be coming out on the tw- uh, Xbox One, and basically you can play as a powerful dragon and take to the skies. Yeah. So it's like a dragon shooter type of cool game, flight-based, yep. action-packed gameplay. So, but other than that, I mean, there's really not been anything other than everything we've talked about that we're aware of coming out, and anything we do here, we'll talk about each and every week. Um, if you want some things that we have that maybe some people aren't familiar with on 360, um, I think Bulletstorm is is we've already mentioned Bulletstorm that will that William brought up is a fantastic game, absolutely fantastic. Um, if you can ignore the stupid dialogue, okay, yes, it's corny, it's dumb, it doesn't make any sense some of it, but it was a really fun game that begged me. I just was dying to have more. Um, and then we talked about another game uh, earlier tonight. What did we talk about? Oh, Saint, uh, Saints Row 4. Um, if you if it's not something you've played and you like Crackdown, Crackdown 1 and 2 are fantastic games. They're a lot of fun. Uh, one, uh, Crackdown 1 was recently free. Uh, Rainbow Six Vegas is currently free if you're a gold member. Um, you know, If you haven't played that, grab it. A, it's free, and it's also a wonderful game. Um, so... Uh, but outside of that, I really can't think of anything off the top of my head. But, you know, we're definitely giving you guys, anytime we see announcement about a new Xbox One game or, or even something for 360, we're not going to give up on the 360 coverage. There's something coming out. We're going to talk about it because both of us are still going to have 360s. And I think someone asked me, will we uh, – was that one of our questions coming up? No, I don't think so. Uh, once the Xbox One comes out, are you going to – are you going to be done with the 360? No, maybe, maybe, maybe it was in our Facebook group. But uh, I'm like, no. <laughs> I've got 
XCOM, the new XCOM expansion coming out November 15th, which I'm going to wait on to get because, uh, you know, the Xbox One comes out <laughs> that the following week. So I'm going to wait and get the XCOM game later on. But uh, things like Call of Duty, being able to have that dual license, I'm going to go back and forth. Uh, there's stuff that, you know, Grand Theft Auto V, and I still would like to play through 4 someday and finish it. Um, you know, there's there's stuff that might come out only on 360 and not have an Xbox One version. So yep. if I want to play it, I'll get it on 360. But yep. anything that comes out that's dual console, I will definitely buy on the Xbox One without a doubt. Yeah. So, But I don't see me shutting my 360 off or, oh, or putting it to not, pasture yeah. for probably... You know, six months to a year. I, you know, after a year, I don't. I would say most stuff will be coming out on one by that point. Yeah, and the only reason why I would ever see myself basically taking down my 360s if I need the floor space, and I don't see that happening. (laughs) You know, I mean, what's the harm in just leaving it there? You know. Yeah. But I actually uh, here's something that we can talk about. Uh, speaking of the Crimson Dragon, there was uh, an interesting thing that they let out uh, a couple of days ago where you're going to be able to basically uh, kind of like soup up your own dragon and you can upload it to the system for other people to download and use in their games. And if you, if somebody uses your dragon in their games, you'll get in-game credits and uh, other other game items. Nice. That's kind of interesting. So there, we, we talked about one thing. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay. All right. So and then, uh, was that that was yours, right? Yeah. So yep. Yeah, you're next. So Paul writes in and says, "What other 360 games will everyone play or buy?" I'm planning to get Arkham Origins. Um, myself, I think the only thing I'm going to buy. On 360 that I know of is the new XCOM game, but I am planning on renting Batman Arkham Origins, um, Battlefield 4. Um, I do plan to, I want to find out about that dual license so that I can get Call of Duty Ghosts on 360 as well as yeah. X1. Um, Assassin's Creed 4. Mm, I don't know. I, I've pretty much given up on this franchise, but being that it's going to be on Xbox One, I might play the, I might rent the Xbox One version, but I, I don't have anything left that I'm planning to buy outside of XCOM and the Call of Duty Digital for 360. Um, but um, things that are coming out the rest of this year, uh, we do have Assassin's Creed 4, and we know we got Battlefield. Oh, this this site's no good. Um, we got Call of Duty Ghost, XCOM, Assassin's Creed. And I think those are the knowns for 360s. Is there anything there, Rob, you are got to have? Yeah. yeah, for me, the Arkham Origins is probably going to be an insta-buy. Uh, other than that, I don't know. Uh, what about that's Angry Birds Star Wars? No. <laughs> you don't want that one? Absolutely not. Uh, Zumba Fitness World Party? Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, Watch Dogs? Well, it's going to be out for the... Xbox One, right? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's the problem. So like that, I'm gonna have on one. Need for Speed Rivals, I would rent on the one. Yeah, because Arkham Origins, I don't think is out for the one, is it? Arkham. No, it's for Wii U, PS3, Xbox, 360, and PC. If it comes out for the Xbox One, it'll probably be next year. Oh, Batman. Yeah. Yeah, no, because so it comes out October yeah. 25th, yeah. Yeah. So, going to be a good game. And I did see recently that somebody was selling the first two Arkham games for like 50 bucks, and it was both ver- game versions were Game of the Year editions. Oh, nice. So you were getting, That's a good deal. You were getting both games, all the DLC, everything for a total of 50 bucks. That's phenomenal. Yeah. The games are excellent. So, uh, again, if you haven't played any of the, the Batman Arkham Asylum or Arkham City games, those are fantastic games. They really are. I'm not a superhero game, I, and those were great. I have Arkham City here. I didn't pick up Arkham Asylum, but it's one I want to add to my my collection. <laughs> but it deserves to be in there, my friend. It is a good game, yeah. So. Okay. All right. Then uh, next one is from Sand. Maybe a review of Splinter Cell after having played through the campaign. And you've played through the campaign, haven't you? Oh, yes, I did. A couple, two, three times. Well, we had a slight spoiler cast, but um, what I should probably do is if anybody out there has completed the campaign and would like to do an actual, maybe not a spoiler cast, but we could, you could, you know, we could call it that just because it's still a pretty new game. But if anybody would like to come on and talk with me and maybe spend a half hour, an hour just talking about Splinter Cell Blacklist, and we can talk about everything, um, you know, let me know. Reach out to me, shoot me an email, and we can set up a recording time. All you have to have is Skype and a headset, and that's it. And it'll just be you and me. We'll get on, we'll record, we'll talk about it, talk about the game and do a review of it, and then we can tag it on to the end of one of our shows coming up. Um, but I, I think, just in a real brief, without going into full-on review, the game looked great, it played great, and it was one of the... It is, right now, it's my game of the year. It actually surpassed Tomb Raider, which which yeah. I had pegged from, what, February? I mean, Tomb yeah. Raider was awesome. I mean, I, I think that is an amazing game. So much fun. Splinter Cell Blacklist just blew me away in every way possible. I, I absolutely love that game. And if anybody needs to do the co-op, just hit me up. I mean, I've pretty much completed it. There's some things I kind of want to go back and do, and I've just... Other games have shown up, like Diablo 3 and Saints Row 4, and now GTA. So um, I will definitely put in Blacklist and, and help you guys out on any of the uh, co-op missions if you want any help. I, I just love playing it. Um, but if you're on the fence, it is, if you've played Conviction, and if you liked Conviction, then you're really going to like Blacklist, because... It allows you to do the guns a blazing approach if you want, which is why I really liked Conviction. I could go through and guns a blazing. I was never really a stealth. I'm not a stealth game player, but Blacklist does have a few parts where it does force you into that mode. But because they don't require to the whole game, I actually enjoyed sneaking through and doing it. And it was interesting because this game, for the first time, a, a Splinter Cell game made me want to try to sneak through. And there was, 
you know, you get bonus points, and there's all these different things for doing the stealthy missions. So I still need to go back and work on getting my ghost and panther style gameplay done. But it's um, it's a lot of a lot of replay value in the game. It was done fantastic. It looks great. There was I just didn't run into anything that I can recall. No, no big issues. Um, it was a very solid, very well done game. Um, I, I would give it top marks, and it's it's right now sitting as my game of the year. It hasn't, you know, I don't foresee it. I honestly don't see it for being being taken over. Um, I don't expect Call of Duty to surpass it, no matter how good it looks, because it's going to be Call of Duty, and I'm going to love it. But you know, it's Call of Duty. I don't expect to see it branch much further. Battlefield 4, same thing. I don't expect to see. Um, a great leap in anything that's out of what we're already used to playing in the Battlefield franchise. Watch Dogs, I think, may have the potential to be maybe surpass it, but if it's if it's more GTA style of game, which Watch Dogs has that potential to be, in my opinion, um, then it won't by it will not come close. But I think that's probably the only game that I'm looking forward to that could be my game of the year. It just depends on how it plays and what it's like for me. But otherwise, Splinter Cell is my game of the year. Wow. <laughs> um, Rob, I still think you need to try it. Well, yeah, I, I definitely think I will. But I don't, I don't know. You're not not really into the shooters all that I've much. always liked Splinter Cell. Like I played the heck out of the first one. Well, see, and that's the thing. What's cool, Sony. if you didn't like Conviction because you couldn't stealth it, then you're going to like this game. Because you can go completely stealth in this whole game. In fact, there's one mission for never killing anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, or one achievement for playing the entire game and never killing anybody. So, you know, you can go through and stealth and sneak and never, you know, try not to be detected. It's available. I mean, that those options are there. They really made it a very nice mix of you can be stealth or you can guns ablaze or you can go kind of somewhere in the middle, you know. And, and that's where the, the, the ghost or the assault, you know, is not don't be caught or kill everything on site where you kind of mix it up and you're more panther style where it's like i'm gonna knock someone out but i'm gonna hide the body you know i you know I'm, i might use my gun but it's going to be in a quiet way you know i'm not going to just open up at full auto in a, in a room full of dudes and alert them you know everybody i'm around so it it, it was really good so um sand uh, if you know by all means check it out if you haven't played it um, and if you're, you know, go based on what I said, you know, I think you'll be very happy with the game. Um, everybody I know that I've played with or talked to has given this thing absolute the highest marks and has loved it. I ought to see Carbide will come on here and talk it talk it over with me. Um, he he loves the game, <laughs> so maybe I'll get that get him on here to talk with me on the game. So, all right. Okay. That's it. I believe that is it. All right. So uh, the retail releases for this week, there's a, a couple things coming out. Uh, we have Pro Evolution Soccer 2014. Uh, this comes out on the 24th. And uh, based on the ratings, I guess, for this one so far, it, it's not a FIFA. Doesn't look. Uh, FIFA 14 is also out on the 24th. So uh, between the two titles, probably FIFA 14 is your better bet. 
Then the Batman Arkham Dual Pack. Uh, this is the thing that you had just mentioned, right? Yeah, it must be, but I can't. I'm not sure where you're getting that. Where I don't know where that's available. That that's the thing because uh, like Amazon does not have it listed. Let's see. So I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check a couple other places as you read through this to see if I can find. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's uh online only release. Well yeah, it's uh looks like it's got the first two and it's the uh it's a platinum pack. Platinum hits. And this is out for the three sixty and the PS three. Alright, uh outside of that we've got uh Pac Man Championship Edition DX Plus. Uh there's also Deadfall Adventures. Uh, coming out on the 27th, and Armored Core Verdict Day. Verdict Day coming out on the 24th. And uh, that is it for the retail releases this week. GameStop has it. They've got it listed for 40 bucks. For That's it's, not bad. No, it's not. It's two amazing games for $40. Do you think those would ship on one disc? Or would be two discs in there? I'm gonna guess it's two discs would be my my guess on it, one for each game. Uh, Arkham Asylum it is a game of the year edition that does have the extra content. Um, Arkham City um, it I'm not sure if this is the it does say it includes DLC of Catwoman Nightwing bundle pack Robin challenge map pack Arkham City skins pack so it's got a whole bunch of DLC as well. Um, looks like there's also the Harley Quinn Revenge missions are on here, so I think this is also, wow. I think this is also the Game of the Year edition as well. It just yeah. doesn't spe- it doesn't specify it in this listing. So, wow. But, yep, that's a great deal. It, it is both for two games. fantastic games. Yeah, yeah. Plus you, all the DLC for both. It's dude. I'm all, I might have to go get this myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, you know. Uh, yeah. It's uh. That's that's a great deal. Oh, for sure. All right. So that's it for the show, my friend. That's it. We're done. No, say it's not so. It's not so, but it is. All right. Well, if you would please rate us five stars on iTunes. And uh, if you're oh, listening wait, wait, to... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold your horses, hold your horses. You said we were done. No, I lied. I lied. Hey, uh, we've uh, got a couple more questions for the Ask Microsoft Anything. Ooh, anything good? Okay, let's just rattle through those very quick. Uh, there's like five or six of them here. So uh, these were added... Um, last Monday. Last Monday. And uh, what is the minimum distance you can stand? Oh, by the way, just to reiterate some of this, uh, these are questions that were sent into IGN, and uh, they were responded to by uh, Mark Witten, who is uh, he is familiar with the Xbox One, just slightly, a little bit, considering he's the platform architect. So the first question is, what is the minimum distance you can stand and have the Xbox One connect? function properly? And the answer is, well, it depends on how tall you are and where you place your sensor, but on average, a six-foot-tall person can stand two feet closer than they could with the first-generation Connect sensor. 
you know, that's not a huge amount, but in a, a typical living room, two feet can make or break it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, two feet can be like you're, uh, you're standing on top of the sofa <laughs> or on top of a table or, uh, or not. Yeah, I know. Like Marana Cow, he's, he's really tall and he's yeah. had problems with his connect because it like cuts his head off or something, you know, or oh, can't see his leg. So he'll benefit from an improved connect for sure. Oh, for sure. And then uh, the next one is a connect question. Once again, will you offer an extension cable for the connect sensor for those of us who have AV racks and are a bit further away than three meters? And uh, Mark responds, it's something we're looking at, but don't have anything to announce at this time. Uh, next question, any chance with the power of the cloud and new online functionality that games and experiences like 1 versus 100 might come back, i.e. the live video game? Uh, and Mark responds, great question. We believe that the power of the community and live events and 1 versus 100 is a great example of that in the past. We've been focused on building experiences around live or or linear content, sports, fitness, live events, and more, you'll see many of those ideas in products like our NFL experience, the UFC experience, and more. This is an area where we will keep experimenting and learning with our community. Uh, next question, is there a more robust stat tracking uh, for seeing how long you have been playing each game? And Mark responds, in the Xbox One, you'll find a consistent and powerful experience for tracking your own activity and progress in any game or app, as well as comparing your stats with the people you care about. Some of the interesting gameplay statistics you can track include how long you have played and your overall progress in each game. In addition to this, each game and app will be able to showcase compelling and engaging aspects of their title. We call those hero stats and display this directly on the Xbox One dashboard. That's kind of neat. You know, it kind of throws in the uh, competitive edge amongst uh, your, your friends. And then last question, outside of pinning favorite games, how will I be able to organize my digital games? Uh, Mark responds, your home screen always has the five things you've done most recently to give you fast access to the games you play the most. Your library shows you every game and add-on that you own, digital and physical, whether or not you have it installed, sorted by what you've done most recently. But pins are the best way to organize the games, apps, websites, movies, and TV shows and music that you care about. So, I know, Mark, uh, you're an avid uh, pinner on Pinterest, pinning fashion and cooking and stuff like that, so you'll be able to pin your stuff on the Xbox One as well. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Now you can take it out. Are you sure? All right. Yes. If you listen to us on wait, iTunes... Wait, 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 No, if you listen to us no, on it's... iTunes, please rate us five stars. If you listen to us on any kind of podcast software that does allow you to rate us, please rate us. Um, and we appreciate you guys listening. As always, uh, this is your show, so if there's anything you want to say or comment or question, uh, you, we've given you the, the tools to do that. So we hope to hear from you soon. And uh, with that, I am Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709. I'm taking off. 
This is Rob Austiners Presar on Xbox Live. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, don't forget to make sure that uh, your feed's switched over properly. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>